Fall camp is all wrapped up for IU football. Still a lot of questions yet to be answered. Obviously, one really big one as we head into the season. What is up, guys? It is Monday, August 22nd. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Fall camp is all wrapped up for IU football. Sunday was the final day of that. What do we know about the Hoosiers heading into the regular season? Not a lot, and particularly not a lot about that quarterback battle. Uh, Not that we were necessarily expecting to find anything out, but they head into preparation for the Illinois game. They'll have uh, two weeks of that now, two full weeks of that. They probably know who the starting quarterback is, they being the coaching staff. IU fans are obviously not going to know until... Right before kickoff, most likely, maybe in the warmups as you kind of get an eye of who is uh, taking those QB1 snaps. But um, before then, unless something leaks out unintentionally, uh, we're not going to know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Tom Allen spoke on Friday after the second preseason or fall camp scrimmage um, and the final one spoke about couple of things. He spoke about a lot of things. I guess I should say there's a couple most notable. He talked about the QB battle uh, and the idea of kind of finalizing on a decision. Uh, quote, I think that was kind of the initial plan, and I still think we feel pretty good about that process uh, timing-wise. We may take a couple days after we get through all this. We still have two more days of, ca- of practice before we're kind of out of fall camp and into Illinois prep. So we're not there yet, so definitely we'll be making a decision in the near future. That was on Friday. Two more days of practice is Sunday. Today, they're out of fall camp mode, into Illinois prep mode, and presumably have a starting quarterback named internally. There have been no indications. We've went over this a lot. There's no indications that of who it's going to be. We just simply do not know. We, we've talked about it a couple different times. They've kept everything about this offense under lock and key, under lots of locks and key uh, during fall camp. So not only do we know very little about the quarterback battle, we know very little about basically um, any of the other battles that we spoke about. Wide receivers, we have really no idea who is going to be taking snaps as the ones, who's the backups, who's the third strings. Uh, We don't know who the backup running back is. So there's a lot of things about this offense. We're almost certainly not going to get answers to until that Illinois game itself. But that's still, again, internally they have all these answers, or or they will at least by today. Um, a, A kind of longer quote from Tom Allen about the depth chart being finalized. After today, that will be the case. We We've been probably of all the fall camps I've been a part of, We've played more guys and more reps for multiple groups of guys than we ever have. Ones, twos, threes, and fours. We've done that consistently. That will begin to change here. This scrimmage was targeted as a time to say, okay, 
We're going to start setting our depth chart and really say who's going to be the guys that are going to be playing on game day. So basically, it sounds like during fall camp, they were rotating everyone through, giving everyone as much of a shot uh, as they could, giving everyone a chance to make an impact, uh, change people's minds, move up in the depth chart, things like that. That moment's gone now. You had three weeks of that, basically, through fall camp. That's all done and dusted. Now it's time for the ones, the twos a little bit to get those reps as a team heading into uh, that first game against Illinois uh, at early September, September 2nd. I was glancing over at my counter. September 2nd, this will be the ones and twos now getting ready for that. Uh, Alan went on to say, uh, quote, that would be your ones and your twos and a few threes that are in your rotation as well. The scrimmage to me and the staff they will have tomorrow morning will be a huge part of that. Uh, We'll have a lengthy discussion about that and obviously have a whole bunch of data collected. You've got about roughly 50 snaps today. So we're going to have about 850 snaps to be able to evaluate through fall camp, um, whether it's scrimmages, things of that nature, all those kinds of things combined uh, together to make a pretty good, accurate evaluation of guys. And as we tell them, it's their responsibility to prove to their position coach they deserve to play. That's how we present the idea of how the depth chart is created. So, again, guys will have had their chance no matter what the position is, uh, offense, defense. Guys will have had their chance to, as he said, uh, prove – uh, they deserve to play. And so they've had three weeks of that, and now they're finalizing so that there can be that continuity, that chemistry built between uh, the starters, uh, the starting units, whether it's quarterback, wide receiver, running back, whether it's on the defense, the defensive line, uh, the front seven, the secondary, things like that. Although I think the secondary might be the one position we probably can name every starter. But outside of that, just getting chemistry as a whole within the defense, within the offense, things like that. So I don't expect a two-deep depth chart to be released. It could be. It's not going to name a starter for quarterback. Uh, It might name starters for everything else. Just judging by how they've approached this fall and keeping everything under lock, it would be a little surprising if they just told us who was going to be the starting wide receivers and running backs and, and stuff like that. Um, if we get another depth chart, it's probably going to be after the Illinois game when it's obvious who's, who are starting and who is second string things of that nature. So while fall camp is done, things are probably finalized internally. Doesn't really change the fact that we probably aren't going to have any sort of update, uh, for probably another week and a half, two weeks until that Illinois game. Still, we're going to have a a lot to talk about as that game inches closer and closer, especially next week as we kind of dive into our regular kind of schedule of coverage during the football season, at least until basketball starts. Uh, For us, we still have about another week of this kind of preseason previewing type of thing. Uh, But one thing we haven't talked hardly anything about this summer uh, is IU football recruiting. Hasn't been a ton of movement. We'll kind of explain why here in a little bit, but IU is in on one of the top JUCO wide receivers, so we're going to talk about that, uh, whether they'll be able to land him here in just a minute. BetOnline.net, though, is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events as 
at the number one online source for betting, uh, odds, games, lines, everything you guys could want, BetOnline has. You can find reviews and news of every league from MLB to NFL to NHL to NBA to uh, college sports, UFC and MMA. There was a huge upset over the weekend uh, in MMA. If you guys threw some money down on that, I hope you used uh, BetOnline to do so. They still have lines up, or they've had lines up for uh, the week one, I guess week zero games as well. Indiana still a five-point favorite against Illinois. That still feels high. I feel a lot better about taking the under on 47 and a half uh, on that one, and I very well might take the under myself on that. Uh, but I will be using Bet Online. I hope you guys do too, because they continue to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Big thanks to all you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here, a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and the Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season all in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts. Probably not going to hear much about IU in that. You will hear about at least Ohio State in the Big Ten, probably some other Big Ten schools. So if you want a more general preview of the Big Ten college football as well, head on over to the Ultimate College Football Preview. IU is in the race for JUCO wide receiver Micah Davis. Interesting story with Micah Davis. Um, there was an article on Peegs about him uh, on Sunday. He was at Air Force Academy, uh, played there for two seasons, uh, was decent. Uh, he's a wideout, I should say, and is decent trying to kind of pull anything from the stats as a wide receiver at Air Force is tough because he ran the ball more than he had receptions, even despite being a wideout. He ran 47 times for 360 yards and four touchdowns. Had 10 catches for 221 yards and two touchdowns. That was in his sophomore season. And he was he made a decision late in July that he wanted to transfer. He wanted to move away from the program, mainly because uh, to play at the next level, which is his goal, he realized he needed to not be in a triple option offense and play somewhere more modern than, than Air Force. So... Made the decision to transfer. Problem was, if you make that decision in July, it's going to be hard to find a school with an opening for you. And while Indiana went really hard after him, and he was ready and willing and able to transfer to Indiana, it wasn't feasible. It was too late in the season uh, for him to come into Indiana. He also didn't have enough credits uh, to transfer right away into Indiana. So the end result is that he will be spending the season at Iowa Western Junior College, uh, where he's still going to have two years of eligibility uh, once he comes back to kind of Division One football. But 
he'll still spend this season in junior college. Now it sounds like the conversations with Tom Allen have been really good. Um, quote, he told me that he's going to text me every week up until December. He said, that's going to send, he's going to send me some motivational stuff and just keep checking in. The conversations with him have gone really well. Um, look, if he was willing to transfer in the summer, this probably just feels like something where he's going to have to spend that season at Iowa Western and come December, he'll transfer to IU and join mid season or join in January uh, and be part of the program then. Uh, but he also said, quote, they, uh, they being the IU football staff said, they're going to try and get me up on a few visits this semester to meet the staff. This feels like, something of a done deal uh you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch he said he's also or the only other school he's really heard from is illinois uh but he he certainly didn't have the quotes about illinois that he did about indiana they're also trying to get me on a few visits uh but right now indiana is definitely number one so indiana is leader in the clubhouse everything you want to say uh about that they are right there and have him kind of all but committed as much as you can have a junior college guy committed. Um, part of that, the reason he's so eager to join Indiana, willing to join Indiana, is how Indiana plans on using him. While he wants to be a wide receiver, there is versatility there based on what he did at Air Force. Like He can still run the ball and be used in the backfield uh, but he wants to be a wide receiver and play in a more modern offense. It's a lot different playing in a number of different positions at Indiana than being at Air Force, where you're technically playing multiple positions, but you're doing it in a triple option. Uh, he had this to say about how he'd be used at Indiana. Quote, I like what Indiana has said about how they're looking to use me in the slot, in the backfield, and also as a returner. I'm just looking for a place that will basically utilize me uh, in the way that I feel like I should be used and give me the opportunity to basically show my talents. Um, little maybe frustrating, unfortunate, bad timing, all that. He wasn't able to get on campus for this season uh, because we've spoken a lot about it. It's, this wide receiver race is wide open. Uh, there was nothing, effectively nothing known heading into fall camp about this wide receiver race. So he would have had a shot. He would have very much had a shot. Now, unfortunately, uh, he's going to, to spend the season in Juco instead. That being said, if he's talented, there's nobody. We spoke about this before. There isn't really a present or necessarily a future uh, with IU wide receivers right now. Now that could change this season. Um, someone like, uh, well, DJ Matthews won't be around. So we know that someone like Donovan McCauley, I mean, there could be a future there. Omar Cooper was obviously a big recruit, uh, with the, or in the, uh, latest recruiting class. Uh, he may see time as a true freshman. Uh, there is a little bit of a future there, but there's just so much uncertainty right now. So many guys transferred in that you're just not really sure what's a, what's a, what is, what is certain, I guess, about the future? So Micah Davis, there will be room for him to still earn a starting spot, earn legitimate playing time 
even if he comes in next next season, barring something dramatic happening and Donovan McCauley becoming the number one receiver, Omar uh, Cooper becoming the number two receiver, and even a slot guy establishing himself, like barring something really drastic like that, which almost certainly won't happen, there'll be room for someone like Micah Davis. And the way he is, his versatility sounds like something he could be used as maybe like a third down back, which is something we talked about the Hoosiers not having with David Ellis um, not being able to play this season or play, uh, being forced to retire due to his injuries. IU doesn't really have that third down back. Jalen Lucas could be that. We've talked about him a fair amount. He's also a true freshman, so it's uncertain what he's going to be entirely. So Micah Davis could come in and be that as well. But that is kind of far down the line. Again, really unfortunate he wasn't able to get on campus, get with the team this season, uh, because it seems like he very well could have earned some playing time uh, for the Hoosiers this year. We And I mentioned we haven't talked anything about IU football recruiting this year because there hasn't been a ton of news. Uh, not a particularly big class. We'll talk about why uh, here in just one moment. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day once again. Uh, big shout out to you guys who have subscribed over at YouTube. That continues to get bigger and bigger. Make sure... If you haven't already, just hop on over right now on your phone, on your computer. If you're listening at work, just open up a new tab real quick. Go on over, click lo- or type in Locked On Hoosiers. Just hit that subscribe button real quick. Uh, we upload there daily. You can join in on the conversation in the comments as well. Uh, but give us a subscribe over there so you can join in on a rapidly growing community there. Uh, last season, we talked a lot about IU football having uh, this historic uh, recruiting class. And the the flip side to that is that it probably means the next season your recruiting class isn't going to be too big, um, which is what we have with IU football right now. The 2023 class has eight players on it, eight recruits, um, and... There hasn't been a uh, there hasn't been a ton of movement really when it comes to uh, when it comes to this recruiting class and really landing anybody of note. It's not that there isn't uh, there isn't attempts, I should say, but it's just that uh, they they just aren't looking as hard or trying to get this maybe the same type of guys this time around. So right now the top recruit is a three-star safety Amari Farrell uh, from Florida. Not shocking, Uh, but it's a lot of three-star recruits right now for Indiana. Isn't the worst thing, but there just isn't space available. Uh, When you land a recruiting class as big, and as talented as the one Indiana landed, uh, it's hard to follow that up with a uh, similar recruiting class because you just don't cycle through enough players. You're not sending guys to the NFL at the same rate, and you're not sending guys – you're not seeing guys kind of graduate as quickly or or leaving early for for pros, so – while Alabama, Ohio State can routinely bring in these 
big talented recruiting classes, IU doesn't quite cycle through players as fast. So I I don't expect this recruiting class to be too too big in general. It's going to be bigger than eight. It's not going to be anywhere around the, I believe, 25 is what Indiana ended up with last season. It's going to be somewhere in the middle of those two. Uh, but it's also not going to target probably a lot of the same guys. There were 22 enrollees from last year's class, 13 transfers. Uh, what I do think is there probably will be more of a focus on the transfer portal. Um We'll talk about that in a second. I wanted to highlight a couple different guys in this recruiting class. Sam West uh, is the top Indiana recruit. Uh, I believe the only Indiana recruit coming in. He's a tight end out of Greensburg. Uh, Again, obviously a three-star recruit. You have a couple Florida guys. Amari Farrell, we mentioned. Uh, William Larkins, a interior offensive lineman from Hollywood, Florida. Uh, and then you have a quarterback, Brock Lowry from uh, Canfield, Ohio. He committed over the summer. Remember reading a couple things about him. Uh, you have a couple different offensive tackles: Tyler Jeffries from Tennessee, Austin Barrett from Illinois. Uh, a six-seven, two hundred seventy-five pound tackle is Austin Barrett. Uh, and then you have uh, a kicker, Nicholas Radisich from Texas. Landing Texas recruits always feels like a victory. Last member of the class, Trayvon West, a cornerback from South Carolina. That's the last member for now. Why I think they'll be more focused on the transfer portal. I actually think this applies to IU basketball as well, but ultimately at the end of every season now, there's going to be a lot of players that decide to move on and find a better fit that you can't predict before the season starts. So, IU can recruit high schoolers as much as they want, as much as they need, based on what their needs are right now. By the time winter and spring come around, most of those recruits have made their decisions so that when guys enter the transfer portal at the end of the year, there aren't high school players to fill those needs. So I think that's going to be a scenario where it's going to become more common to replace the guys that transfer away uh, by getting guys to transfer in and just kind of doing like for like, almost like that. So uh, I think there'll probably be a, a pretty large focus on the transfer portal. Tom Allen's already been doing that for a couple seasons now. So I don't think that'll change. We mentioned 13 guys coming in uh, this season from the transfer portal. That's a lot, especially the guy, the types of players, the types of roles they're going to have is a lot. I will see how much that continues. Um, you would hope there'd be a little more consistency, but the the running back position, for example, there's probably going to be a need to be another guy come in there. Uh, the quarterback position you would hope would be solidified. Uh, though Jack Tuttle doesn't have a lot of eligibility left, but you have Connor Bazelak, you have Dexter Williams. Uh, so you would hope there's some more, um, consistency there the wide receiver position you have guys like McCauley Omar Cooper Micah Davis that we just talked about theoretically I don't want to again don't want to count that chicken before it hatches but knock on wood theoretically he would be coming in you have some talent there Um, and then the offensive line is probably the only position that there's been some um, 
ironically some consistency just in having players back but all, all, all those guys are upperclassmen or out of eligibility this year so that's going to be where a lot of turnover is we'll see but IU's going to have to record, recruit the transfer portal probably pretty hard this spring which probably means also it, it's going to be rare for Indiana to hit the high school recruiting class and the transfer portal both equally hard. It happened last year. That is more reason why it's probably not going to happen this year. So I'd expect a smaller football recruiting class this year, um, more specifically targeting needs, uh, and then maybe a little bit bigger of a transfer portal class, and we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, I wouldn't expect anything big. We're not going to have another top 25 recruiting class again in football. That's just the way these things kind of go. Not, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Just Indiana putting emphasis on different types of things this uh, this time around. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Know what you're up against or know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen Locked on Big Ten. Subscribe to the podcast if you guys haven't already. Helps us out immensely. Leave that quick rating and review while you're over there. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already as well. Most importantly, though, guys, want everybody listening to have a great week. Have a great start to your week with a great Monday and LEO.